Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. What's going on? Victor Cruz here, and you're listening to the Victor Cruz Show. And I'm just here, I guess. This yeah, is PR. PR's also here. I'm sorry. Uh, PR's also here. You know what? We're not going to do this. You know what? I'm going to do the plug they asked us to do on Winner's Circle Media, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to welcome everyone to the Victor Cruz Show. My name is Victor Cruz. Yo, can I do my intro? Can I do my intro, please? Cut, cut, cut. Jesus. He never lets me do the intro, dog. Ooh, okay, go ahead. This is the Victor Cruz Show. My name is Victor Cruz. Um, if you guys have been tuning in every week, you guys know that there's a person named Paul Rivera that just decides that he's just going to be in on this podcast each and every time we sit down. But regardless of the fact uh, P, you know, say hello to the people. I'm back. <laughs> Not invited, but I'm back. <laughs> What's up, brother? I'm good, man. What's going on? It's been a, it's been a, a seven days uh, since our last show, and, and yes. a lot has happened. Yes. How you feeling, man? I feel fantastic. Um, you got an extra little, like, bounce in your step, man. I mean, I'm feeling good, you know, <laughs> naturally. You know, the Giants are 2-0. and um, I didn't playing. realize how long ago it had been since the Giants were 2-0. Like, I think it's like four, five, six. It was 2000. Well, well, they haven't won the opener in six years. So at least that. At least six. that. And then the last time the Giants were 5-0 and was uh, 2009. Wow. Were you on that team? I was not on that team. I came the year after. But the crazy thing was that year, 2009, they went 5-0, and and then they finished the season 8-8. Eight and eight. So it's like. Eesh. Okay. <laughs> We don't want to go down that path, okay. but um, but yeah, man. I mean, the team's playing great. We feel good. I'm just you know happy to get another week under my belt, catching the football, doing some great things. So um, we're just taking it one week at a time. Yo, last time we spoke, we were talking about what it was going to feel like you coming out of the tunnel. Yep. What did it feel like you coming out of the tunnel? Insane. You know? <laughs> just to come out that tunnel and to have. You know, however it is, 70,000 people yelling your name and, and waiting for you to catch the football so they can yell your last name to the top of their lungs. It's just unbelievable, man. And and, uh, and shout out to all the fans. Shout out to all the everybody that was at the game on Sunday. We're going to need you again this Sunday. Um, so, yeah, man, let, let's do it. So I've heard athletes say they don't hear the crowd. I've heard, you know, in different sports, they don't hear the crowd. They're so locked in and whatnot. And I've heard other athletes say they hear everything. You have to hear the cruises. Like you hear that, right? One thousand percent. I mean, I definitely hear the cruise. I mean, it's hard not to. How could you not hear the cruise chants? I mean, it's Literally. just. It's not cruise. It's cruise. I have to. Sixty thousand plus people saying that. There's no way you're, you you can miss that. I went to a game last. No, the last season you played, and um, had field passes, which you provided. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like kids like yelling like Victor Victor 
Like, and I was like, Vic, please look at her. Like, he's going to do this all day. Like, do you hear this? Like, you hear, like, the fans lose their shit. Like, I do. And it's just like, you know, you kind of have, a part of me is like, all right, I want to come over there and just say hello to all of you, like, right now. But, like, you know, I got to warm up. I got to get my work in. I got to figure this out. Work. So there's a balance of, like, you know, doing that. But it's definitely, you know, uh, an eerie thing to hear some eight-year-old screaming their, your name at the top of their lungs. And um, not stopping until you either make eye contact or with him or she passes out. <laughs> and it's you don't want to see that at all. So, Giants-Saints game. Mm-hmm. Um, highs are highs and lows are lows. Uh, let's talk about um, the first big catch, the long catch, the fumble. Mm-hmm. Walk us through the play. You sure we got to talk about that? Yeah, we don't have to. Absolutely. I mean, I know it's my show, but... <laughs> I think because it's my show, we could skip around that. Um, no, it was a, it was designed. It was a third down play, and it was designed to just for me to run kind of a little five yard kind of pick play, a little five yard out. And I caught the ball, and I turned up field, and I was like, oh, I got a little bit of space here, and I kind of just hit it. I started running, and I see the safety, and I'm looking at the safety, and he's backing, he's backpedaling, and I'm like, why is he backpedaling? That means that I'm like all one. I've already, I'm past him. So I'm running, and I make my final move on him, and I kind of go up in the air a little bit. The kind of ball comes kind of out of my my posture for a second, and then the guy that I burnt from behind me just happened to, because I was weaving, he happened to come from behind me and just hit the ball out. And in that moment, man, it's like slow-mo. Like, that ball is like, I'm on the ground, I'm looking back at the ball, and the ball's like rolling to me. And there's someone on you, so it's not like you can even... And like I couldn't even crawl over it, and I'm just, worse. my arm is out, and it was just like slow-mo. And then when I saw their player jump on it, it was just like, damn. You know what I mean? One of those moments where you have such a good run, you have such a good, you know, run after catch that you want your team... And, you know, you, we get into the other side of the field, we're on our way to scoring... Um, you want to get the ball into the end zone, but to have a fumble is definitely not the way you want to go. And especially, you know, that's one of our emphasis this week. You know, we had three turnovers um, in this past game, and that's something that against better teams, that's not going to win you the ball game. So we have to make sure that we stay on top of the football and make sure we take care of it when we got it. Here's what I will say, and I won't say this because you are my brother. I won't say this because you allow me to be on your show every week, although you really don't. I just show up. Um, I was probably the only person that was super excited about that fumble play. Like, I was thrilled. Like, it's the happiest I've been. I was just as happy on that fumble play, completely honest, as when you scored the touchdown against the Cowboys. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Leading up to that fumble, like, that was the old Victor Cruz. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, it was the catch. It was a beep, 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 gone, <laughs> right? Like, it was like, there was no thinking. There was no, oh, am I this, am I that? Like, it was you being instinctive again. Like, did you realize that afterwards? Like, oh, shit, okay. Like, like I think I got my swagger back. Like I really did. It's funny because I went to the sideline, and obviously, like, I'm upset with myself. I'm pacing. I'm like, you know, this can't be life again. I'm freaking, you know, doing good things, and I fumble. So it's just, you know, ups and downs of any game mm-hmm. that we play in. And um, I'm seeing my teammates. They're like, man, don't worry about it. We got you. We got you covered. Then they come up to me and go, yo, like, that looked like the old cruise right there. <laughs> like, that looked good. Right there. Swear, during the game. Wow. And I'm just like, you know, as the game goes on, I go back to them. I'm like, yo, that, that, it looked good? Like, <laughs> for real, for real? You're not just saying that, right? And they're like, nah, bro, like, 
you looked good. It looked like the old crews. You you definitely would have made the safety miss and score if the dude wasn't behind you and stuff like that. So it was encouraging to to feel, you know, to go through that play, to run that fast, to cut that hard, to make those moves and still be in a position, you know, and still feel good about it and be on the sideline. Obviously, I wish it wasn't a fumble, but but uh, but it's cool. Yeah, we've talked about this all along, even, the, you know, the, the season and a half you didn't play, of all of it being a process, the good, the bad, all of it. And I remember just seeing the play and being like, oh, shit, like the kid's back. Like it was all instinctive. There was nothing about, let me take this catch, this hit, where's it coming from? You caught the ball and did what you've done since you were a kid. Like it was exciting to see. It was a great feeling, man, just to be in a position to make those plays again, in a position to do what I do, catch a short pass and take it for an extra amount of yardage, make people miss, be elusive. I think that's kind of what I've hung my hat on, you know, at my entire career. So to be able to do that again, um, was a tremendous feeling. Now it's just a matter of continuing to do it week in and week out. Perfect transition of being able to take things that haven't gone your way and turn gone your way and turn them into a positive is fast forwarding to the catch. What's effective? <laughs> what's affectionately being called the catch? Two games into the season. Jesus Christmas, man! Talk us through that play, man. Like. So, just to paint the picture, it's about a maybe a minute thirty left on the clock. If I had to, if I had to kind of guess, give a roundabout number, um, the game is tied thirteen thirteen. Yep. We're driving. We needed to, you know, at least get close enough for a field goal to win the game. And uh, you know, we run a, we're running plays. We're you know, we're nickel and diming them, and then we line up in a three by one set. I'm alone on the right side. Eli gives a signal to the left side of the formation where the three receiver set is, and he gives forget what play he gives them. He comes over to my side and gives me a go. And I was Not just for the people listening, what's a go? It's just a straight go route, it's, a fade. It's, it's, oh, it's go. yeah, it's, it's go, go. Where where there's no hesitation, go. So at that point, you know, and I always ask you this: you know, there's a good chance you're getting the ball. Um, absolutely. I mean, you go into the whenever you have a go route, you look at the safety, you see he's in the middle of the field, you see the corners pressed on you, you see that it's just you two, and then you know you're like, okay, the probability of me getting this football are pretty high. You know what I mean? I know Eli lo- is, loves to take his shots down here. He loves to throw the ball up and let his receiver make a play. And um, and as soon as I got into my round, and I'm running and I felt it, and I was like, the, that ball's in the air right now. And I looked over my left shoulder, and I saw the ball, and I saw that it was going to be a little bit short, that I would, it would be a 50-50 ball. And all I remember was Odell Beckham Jr. a few weeks ago telling me that the last step that I needed to make to make sure that I'm all the way back mentally, physically, to cross that last mental hurdle was for me to go up and catch a football at the highest point and come down with it. Like, that was the last thing. And I literally thought about that while the ball was in the air. And I, and I was like, I can't let this one just come down. I got to jump up and go get it. I jumped up. I think he might have got his hand on it first. I put two hands on the ball. We fought for it the whole way down. I think he, like, pulled it. I had it in one hand for a moment. And then I, like, curled it back in and got two hands on the football and just held on for dear life as I hit that ground. And, um, I mean. And then you went ape shit. And then I went absolutely nuts. <laughs> Because, I mean, to wait two years to play football and then to play football again at the highest level, mind you, and to not only have the game-winning touchdown, essentially what became the game-winning touchdown in Dallas, 
but to come back the next week and to have the game clinching catch in in dramatic fashion um, is just I can't even understand how that happens in back to back weeks. I can't even understand how that's even possible. So it's crazy. Like I'll go as recent as if three weeks ago I would have told you you're gonna play damn near every offensive snap in the first two games. Like that would have been a win. I would have took right, it and, like, and smiled after right? the game. Like, 1, God is great, as you always say, right? Absolutely. Um, to take that and go a step to 10 a mile further and say, not only are you going to take 99% of the offensive snaps, you're going to have back-to-back game-winning catches. It's insane. I mean, I don't even know. Now I feel like, all right, going into this week, what I got to do something else. Like, it, I feel like the people are like, all right, let's sit back and just wait till I'm not going to watch the game till the fourth quarter because Vic's going to do something crazy in the fourth. And it's like, it's just un- unbelievable, man. Let me ask you this: like, t- like, you know, ninety nine percent. I mean, me and you are in the one percent of like elite athletes. We've discussed this before, and you agree off air all the time. Um, I don't know where he comes up with this, man. <laughs> what What's it like, like? Game on the line, 65,000, 70,000 fans in the stadium, millions watching, ball in the air, and you know it's mano a mano. Like, does, it, does the game slow down? Does it speed up? What's going through your mind? Like, like The game definitely slows down. That ball felt like it was in the air forever. Wow. Like, I'm running, and I'm like, I'm locked onto the football, and I'm like, just come down here already. Like, let me make this play, try to get my hands on this football already. And it's funny because I've watched the video of the catch numerous times and from numerous different angles, even from TV copy to, like, you know, just browsing Instagram and seeing the videos that people were putting up about it. And there's one specific angle. I think I sent it to you. It was kind of like a field angle, but, like, Mm -hmm. on the opposite side of the field. And I'm replaying it over and over, and the entire crowd, they were standing up. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, you know, when you're at, like, Rucker Park and two dudes are, like, going at it. And every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody gets up, yeah. and they're like just locked in yeah. on that. So Something's gonna happen. That's exactly yeah. how I felt, man. And I was just—it's giving me goosebumps right now, just thinking about it. Like, you don't—I don't see that when I'm on the field. I don't see everyone standing up for that last fourth quarter drive, yep. to which was Eli Manning's 35th fourth quarter drive to win the game. By the way, 35th of his career. I don't know. I don't know where that ranks him amongst, you know, all time, but I'm going to go on a limb and say it's pretty high. Um, and I, I was going to say real quick, too, I mean, he, he was 32 of 41 for 368, but there weren't a lot of points being scored. I, I thought that game would be high 30s. Exactly, and, easily. And, and to, to be, not that it was stalling, guys, you mm-hmm. guys, both teams are moving the ball, mm-hmm. just couldn't score. So to be able to have that moment... At the end of it, where it was, it was kind of a struggle to get points on the board. Exactly, it magnifies it even more. Exactly. I always say, like you know, the game within the game. Like so, while everyone focused on the fumble, I focused on like how great you looked prior mm-hmm. to that. I I go to, and you set it up perfectly, being in it, um, game tied. Um, you know, you have by the way a first ballot Hall of Famer on the other side of the field waiting to get back on offense. You never want to put the ball in, in Drew Brees' hands. No right? way. Um, Even though our defense, if you'd have told me oh our defense would, if you'd have told me before the game that our defense would have held the Drew Brees offense to less than sixteen points, I would have been like, "You're crazy!" Like right. going in, I thought we had to put some points up and match them. You know, bit for bit. Not that our defense wouldn't play well, but. 
you know, they have an offense over there that can do some things. So that was the that was a pleasant surprise also. Yeah, so I I I just think through when you set all that up, time and score, where you are, knowing who's on the other side if they get the ball and kind of having to go through all that, having Odell who's, you know, one of the top 10 players in the NFL Having the young guy Shepard, by the way, I think had his first hundred yard first hundred yard game. Yep. You being locked up in man to man, and Eli entrusting basically the game in your hands. Pretty because much. at the end of the day, that was a 50-50 ball. We've talked about this at best. At best. At it best. may have been a forty-sixty on his side, on the DB side, right? Like, Maybe. Like, is that lost on you? Like, the trust and the faith that like Eli has in you. It's funny, someone, one of the reporters asked me that today during our media period, and they were like, you know, what does that say to him that he throw, you know, that he would even throw that ball up to you in that regard and not choose the safe route and run a play or give it to the left side and kind of get fit five yards or six or seven yards, but entrusting you that you would make a play on that ball and get the ball where it needs to be. And it was just like... He just trusts us. I mean, and and especially someone like myself who was he's been in those trenches with, he's been in those wars with, we won a Super Bowl together. He understands the level of intensity that I play with and how much I'm, you know, how hungry I am each and every time I'm on that field. And, you know, for him to basically entrust that ball and put it in the air and have me make a play on it is just it just speaks to the level of confidence he has in myself and which in turn gives me more confidence as I go through these weeks, as I'm getting better and better and stronger and stronger and more and more confident, to have him on my side is a, is a beautiful thing. I think it's funny, man, that, you know, we live in an era of, like, athletes, you know, being, some people want to call them arrogant, people, you know, too self-confident, whatnot, have spoken to you after both games. And, like, the first thing you said is, like, wow, man, like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, it's like, it's all just work. Like, it's working. Like, God is good, right? It's like... Exactly. Like, how's that been for you? Like, are you still, like, on a high, like, from, like, the first game? 1,000%. I mean, I went into week two, like, going into the game, like, I'm sold. Like, I'm already good. Like, I'm, you know, after last week, it can't get any better than that. I'm already locked in. I'm good. Anything that happens in this game is just, we'll take it. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm definitely still on the high. I'm, I mean, to this day, I'm still on the high. I'm going to go into the Redskins game just being like, all right, another week to do this. But I'm still kind of coming down from the week from the week before. But I think we do a good job, obviously, as a team, you know, segmenting and, and as coach would say, flushing that game and getting ready for the new one. Speaking of moving on from a game, did I read correctly you got fined? Cleats? I did. Um, not for the cleats, though. I got fined celebration. for the cho- choreographed, quote-unquote, um, celebration between Odell and I. Um, but in recent events, I had my appeal process, and the fine has been rescinded. Oh, and the fine was like 12 grand? It was too much is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much, and I'm glad I didn't have to pay it. So you're so. definitely paying for dinner next time we go out because you got that fine money back. Yo, can I ask you a question, Pete? As we as we continue on, I like to just remind everyone that this is the Victor Cruz show. I have Paul Rivera here. I like where this is going. Um, is that a new watch? Is that another watch? How much producer E? Is there a budget for the show? Have we been? Are there? We 
we've been reworking those numbers. Oh, gotcha. Because I, I mean, last time I checked, we, this is just us. We have no sponsors. This isn't, you know, no checks are being cut. But there's a few requests. Man, what is that? Talk to the people. Is that a, is that an AP? That's a Hublot. Speaking of watches, you just co-designed the Giants uh, Hublot watch. Can we talk about that? Funny you mentioned that, P. That was a amazing segue. <laughs> That's an amazing segue. Let me just dabble in on that a little bit. I teamed up with the wonderful people at Hublot, along with the great marketing team at the at the uh, Giants, um, and they asked me to be on the design team for the watch. And I said, naturally, I'd love to. Um, so, they, what's that entail? Like you're literally helping them design. Literally, I came into the meeting and they asked me my inspirations for the watch. I had some time to kind of think about it and dwell on it. And they wanted the watch to be a representation not only of the New York Giants and what that represents, but also a representation of New York. And they wanted the watch to embody New York and what that feels like and, and all of that. So in my initial meeting with them, we met right at the Hublot store. Um, you How know, long ago was this? Give or take. This was, I want to say, maybe seven, eight months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And then um, met with them at the Hublot store, sat down with, uh, with the... Uh, the president of the brand and, and uh, you know, and all the people. And then the marketing, uh, Mike Stevens at, over at the Giants, the marketing director, and, di- and just kind of gave them ideas, talked to them about, you know, I, I felt like the watch should have an open face because New York is so transparent and you can't hide anything. And it's just such a city where, you know, nothing is hidden. Everything is, is out in the open for everyone to see. And um, and then the blue band, obviously, we had to get the color right for the blue band on the watch to match the Giants as well as the band having um, a leather, the same exact leather that's on a football. So if you touch oh, the band, the leather is the same type of leather that's on an, on an NFL football. And if you take the watch off and on the inside of it is the, uh, the classic logo of, I believe it's like an old school photo, white tittle throwing the ball with the, city, the New York City skyline kind of going through it. So there's so many. It also, when you receive the watch, it comes in a uh, memorabilia case, um, which is a helmet, a New York Giants helmet signed by me. And then the, where the watch goes is inside of the helmet. So you open the helmet and then you get the watch. So it's a full, full presentation. How, m- how many teammates have hit you up for a complimentary <clears throat> watch already? I think it's all of them. Let's just, <laughs> let's just go out on a limb. It's, I can't even count anymore, so let's just say all of them. Uh, you know what? One thing I've always respected about you and always talk about this is, is being authentic and you know, in everything you do, your partnerships, you know, your sponsorships, you know, it's all things you truly believe in. Um, people may or may not know that you really are, you know, a watch guy. Like, you really, you know, mm-hmm. are into watches. So I thought it was dope when you told me a while back about the partnership and how excited you were about it to see it come to fruition. Um, all that to say, like, can I borrow yours? Like, how we Let's be very this? clear, guys. I just want to give a subtle description. PR is wearing the watch with the removable... <laughs> Class, you can take the band off with just a click of a button on the side of the watch. Washington Redskins, <laughs> Sunday. Um, how we, how we, you know, actually, it's a perfect transition. Mm-hmm. You made a little bit of news by answering a question last week. Man, I, I, I tell you what, you think you, you, you think you, you answer a question and it's, you know, it's just gonna fall to the wayside or be a quote and then they take it and keep it moving, but. Apparently, it makes headline news. And I'm just like, can a brother say anything in this city? Can a brother do anything? And then I have to realize, I guess, for lack of a better term, who I am and the things that I say and how they're reflected on the masses. 
So I basically said, they asked me, I was asked if I was shocked that Josh Norman did not follow Antonio Brown all over the field when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mainly because of how Antonio Brown was doing his thing for, you know, keep it PG here. Doing whatever he wanted to do out there. (laughs) Whatever. On the opposite side of where Josh Norman was lining up. So my thing is, as a competitor, I come from an era or a time period where Dion guarded the best. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was going up against Jerry, he wanted to be on Jerry wherever he went. Like, that's the, that's the era I come from. So when you see that, you automatically think, oh, going into this game, okay, obviously, no brainer. Josh Norman's going to go against AB, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll figure everything else out. Mm-hmm. So when that doesn't happen throughout the course of the game, am I a little surprised? Yes, naturally. Everyone and that's how was I surprised. everyone was surprised. So when I answer that AB was surprised. AB was surprised. <laughs> right, right. So now when I answer that, it's like people think I'm going crazy or people think I'm saying something that I'm there were some articles that said I called him out. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't no, call not him just out. like it was on ESPN. Exactly. Victor Cruz calls out, you know. Um, I, I love Michael Wilbon. Shout out to Michael Wilbon. I watch, uh, obviously, um, what's the name of the show? I forget. The PTI. PTI. Yep. So I'm watching it, and I just happen to, you know, I see one of the headlines like coming up as soon as I turn it on. Says Giants Redskins, mm-hmm. and they begin to talk about um, Josh Norman and Odell and blah blah. Mike Wilbon goes. He stops corner. He goes. Listen, Tony. He can't hide this week. Josh Norman is not going to be able to just hide this week. Because Victor Cruz and Tony Kornheiser interrupts me and goes, all pro. Great receiver. And I was just like, I'm getting goosebumps now even just, and I was just like, wow. Like for them, especially those two, because, you know, you know those two have been around the block. Absolutely. They know what the, that's one of the few shows that you you watch it and you take it for what it's worth. Because you know they've been around the block. You know they're not just talking out of their ass. You know that they're. It comes from an educated place over years of what they've seen. Yep. So when they say that, and it's just like, okay, like I, now I know I'm not tripping. Like now I know what I said and how I said it is something that is traveled throughout the league and throughout the the sports sphere, if you will. And people feel the same way I do. Remember, I I screenshot the ESPN article that said you called out Josh Norman, and I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember your response. You're like, that's not what I did at all. I wasn't calling one out, anyone out. Not him, not anyone else. It's not your style. You've never it's not done my that. Thing. But you were also very clear, like, I mean, it is what it is. Sunday, I, though, yeah, right? it is what it is. Right? Like, it's not, we're not running from anyone. It just, it is what it is. Listen, it's man, it. we all get paid. We all get a check. Some checks are larger than others. But we all out there on that same football field as as equals for that mm-hmm. for that for that for those sixty minutes that we're out there. We are equal. And in those moments is when you have to be at your best and you have to perform. Why I love these games. They're so good. Aren't these games good? Records go out the window. Out the window. 2-0, 0-2, 10-0, undefeated. And and let's be clear. This game is very important for us. Absolutely. Division game, a chance to go up 2-0 in the division, a chance to create more separation between us and, you know, Dallas and everyone else in our division. Because let's be clear, Philly's playing some good football right now. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is a good football player. He's proven that at least these two weeks. Yep. And they're playing some good football. And we're going to have to see them soon and things like that. But we want to continue to take the opportunity when it's presented to us to it, it, distance ourselves from the division every way we see possible. And 
we know that them coming into our territory, being 0-2, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry for a win. You've been doing this for a long time. Um, what was practice like this week leading up to the game? Like, does everyone, is everyone walking around like this is a big game and understands kind of the importance of it? Like, what's been the vibe around, you know, the locker room or the practice field, the coaches? What's been the we definitely game? understand how important this game is, but we don't want to make it the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So we're still... It's week three. Exactly. Right. So it's still business as usual. Everyone's going about this the right way. You know, we're, we're out there handling our business. Practices are smooth. We're finishing... You know, Coach Mack likes to speed the tempo up, so we finish practice five, six, seven minutes earlier than we, mm-hmm. you know, than what's allotted, and um, and it's just great, man. I think everyone understands what to expect in this game. Um, I'm in- interested to see if Rashad Jennings plays. He, he broke his thumb. I saw that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But somebody's gonna get an opportunity. Did you see the stat on Jennings last week? Well, mm-hmm. which one? I think since we. 13 or 14 last year through Sunday, most rushing yards by any running back. In oh, the yeah, he, he was killing it. Like. You've always been high on him. I mean, mm-hmm. about him. Like, you know, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but, you know, in terms of, like, you guys, how you feel about him, like. We love him to death, man. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he's not going to come out there and look pretty and be, you know, have the pretty running back that, you know, wears high white socks. and He's your traditional just line up and play and just do all the dirty work for you, catch the ball out of the backfield, block guy. I mean, we, we see him on film holding dudes up, like, in the pass pro, like stepping up in that pocket, creating room for Eli and, and really walling some linebackers that try to come on their blitz packages. So he's a guy that, you know, one of those guys that you love to play with. As my pops would say, he's not afraid to punch someone in the mouth. At all. You know what I'm saying? Not, school, not one school, bit, man. But if he is down, some you know, a young rookie is going to get a shot or a, a backup is going to get a shot to get some more playing time. Hey, obviously not to discuss numbers. Speaking of rookies, what was it like when those rookies opened up that first envelope, that first pro check? Oh, man. man. I'm, well, let's preface it by saying I remember how I was <laughs> when I opened up that first check. I immediately put it down and looked around because <laughs> I felt like... Is this real? Like, is this what I'm getting? Because mind you, I'm a young, I'm from Patterson, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. I went to college at University of Massachusetts, a very humble college, Division One AA at the time. We are now Division One A, but One AA at the time. You know, the most money I've seen in a check was maybe two hundred and fifty dollars when I worked the summer camp. Wow. Maybe. So to see a check for an exponentially bigger amount than the one I was getting in did summer you, camp. That you've ever seen. That I've ever seen. Right. It's just like, you know, is this for real? I, I, I gave it to my mom. Like, it went direct deposit, but I gave the actual check to my mom and was like, do something with it. You told me when you first opened it, because we had this conversation, I think it's hilarious and fascinating, um, that you weren't exactly sure how much it was. Like, is this like... I'm like, is this... 100000 Is this... Ta- is this did they take the, I have no idea what this Did is they take the taxes out of this? <laughs> like, how, how does this work exactly? Right, like, right, right. I'm confused, but, like, I started looking around, and I'm seeing other rookies, their faces, and they're like, you got <laughs> They looked at me, you, you got it, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it, brother. I got it, but it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, listen, this is that time of year. Producer E, I'll let you ask, man, your favorite segment, which has become a segment. Vic's made a segment. I believe it's unofficially called the Wikipedia segment. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, you said before, you know, what can you do next? I mean, there's still a lot of room, you know. 
You've only been in the end zone once. Mm-hmm. You've got eight catches okay. in two games. So what's what's what comes to mind in your past matchups against the Washington Redskins? I mean, if you want to go into the Wikipedia, I mean, I didn't pull this up. This is things that people put on there. It's very it's a very generous website. If you go to the last time I played the Redskins, I had 148 yards. Um, I didn't get in the end zone, but I had roughly eight or nine catches. I'm just going to go on a limb and try to have a repeat performance, man. I'm feeling good. My legs are under me. Um, you know, it, it's going to be in in in, in a great ball game. I'm just excited to get back out there. And, and it's time to adjust the Wikipedia pages. It's time to <laughs> alter them. We got to start fixing them because, you know, they're saying one thing, but it's time to etch a sketch. You know how you shake the etch a sketch? It's time to shake the etch a sketch on the Wikipedia pages. Uh, <laughs> I think this is pointing to multiple visits to the end zone. Yeah, I mean. This is what my gut is telling me. And uh, I hope so. And uh, PR, are we. Uh, are we Getting to the game on Sunday, as rumored. We're working on that. Okay, we're working on that. You know, um, I mean, having another number eighty around for Philadelphia. Oh, pro- no, no, no. The, Producer E, a proven, another proven, another proven 80. number eighty. No, about me? No, you were eighty. Producer E wore number eighty proudly. By the way. Let's be clear. I wore 80 before both of you. So um, <laughs> you we, do have the biological <laughs> advantage, yes. <laughs> Though there is no 80 proof. Hey, hey speaking Zero of, proof. Speaking of my transition game today is official. Speaking Strong. of wearing, you were just honored with a best another best dress list. Um, talk about that a little bit. Like the blessings just keep coming, man. It's like, it's it's just a beautiful thing, man. Shout out to Vanity Fair. Shout out to Michael Carl at Vanity Fair. Um, they just named me internet. P. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever been voted something internationally. That's bigger than me. I got right? voted. Let me finish here, P. I'll let you know when you can chime <laughs> in. Your show. I'm locked in. This is my show. <laughs> I am the in. I was a part of the list of the internationally best dressed. Um, list not not sports not you know you know Justin the Giants like internationally everyone's in that pool and myself shout out to Russell Westbrook him and I were uh, the only two athletes on the list which wow. is which is an amazing amazing thing who was someone else on that list that we know like uh, let me see uh, you know Mavs guy Vito the uh, he was on the list his 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 photo was next to mine on the page. The art guy, a lot of, it's a lot of funds, a lot of funds on that page, man. The, it's funny because when I got to that page, it was heavier, it was heavier than the other pages. I mean, a little heavier that page. You know what I mean? A lot of budgets on that page. And listen, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here shortly. Mm-hmm. Last week you didn't want to talk about it. Maybe this is the week. Can we talk about Easter? What's happening on Easter? I mean, just eggs and and <laughs> Easter baskets and and. But I can't talk about December. I can talk about November, December. There are two um, specific colorways that just uh, hit the net, hit the internet the other day: a bone gray and a black and white colorway of the Air Trainer Cruise. Literally, probably the most well done, well crafted pairs uh, to date, in my opinion, from the suede to the nubuck to the leathers to the white midsole to the laces. I think. You know, this round of colorways has been uh, amazing. Producer, you just wrote size 12. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be well taken care of. Trust me. Subtle hint. <clears throat> so, November, December, but that we can't, so we're not talking about Easter. No, 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 no. I mean, you're really pushing 
this is seven yeah. months from now. I just, yeah, I mean, I it's a little to, ways out. I just want to know, you know, I'm asking the questions the fans <laughs> want to ask. <laughs> But even before that, I just got a call. Um, I just had a, a little some information from Nike. They're going to be um, giving me a, a specific color. I'm not going to say what color it is, but they're going to let me order however many pairs of a specific color <laughs> just to divvy out to my friends and fam. Uh, so, uh, do you have timing on this? Uh, I actually don't. But I would top of the if I had to guess, it'd be top of the year. A specific color. Specific oh. color. Could be an older color. There's a lot of colors. It could color. be. I mean, Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. You know. Yes. But um. I think that's Phil Knight calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away way too much information already. Yeah, that's it. Let's wrap. Let's, let's wrap this up, for So before we go, expectation Sunday, man. Like. Um, expectation Sunday is, is going to be a great game, Pete. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be at least the early, you know, first two quarters when you know when you get each other's best punch. And you see how the other reacts. I think that's going to be the tell-all tale, at least early on, how this game flows. And I really believe that um, it's going to be a great one. And I, and I truly believe that we have all the tools to make this another win for us and, and go 3-0. and So we'll see how it goes. Anything you're asking of the fans? Just continue to be yourselves. Continue to be the great fans that you are. Continue to yell at the top of your lungs when the Redskins have the football to create a, a, a – a disgruntled, angry, hostile atmosphere for them to try to perform. So I, I know we're, we're much more of a, a Victor Cruz theme show than a news reaction show, but I think we have to discuss this real quick. It's breaking news. Uh, Kevin Garnett is going to retire. Oh, man. It's announced. And it's announced. And uh, our, our boy Brian just hit me about it and, and wants to get us talking about it real quick. Um, PR, I know you and I talk about KG all the time, yep. and yep. obviously uh, as a as a Celtics diehard and being able to root for that guy and 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 watch that guy. But I'd love to get your reaction to real quick both of you to KG and what he left you guys with as a competitor and as an athlete. You go first, you I, first? I, uh, I can go first. I mean, from as far back as I can remember, it feels like KG was like. He was like that godfather that was at every cookout, at every part. You know, he was like that for the entire NBA. You know what I mean? Like, he was the guy that wherever team he was on, he was the glue. He was the one that kept everybody together. He was the one that put the pieces in place for them to be successful in any in any jersey that he wore. And um, it's sad to see him go, but I, I'm happy I got to see the best years of Kevin Garnett in a Celtics jersey, in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. And um, and the fact that he gets to go out in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey, I think it's uh it's it's exactly the way I, I'd imagine it. I'll tell a funny, very you have good, an amazing KG story by the way. KG story, right? We end up we're um, shooting him for a commercial at Beats. Actually, we're pitching him for a commercial at Beats, and um, he had just moved to New York. He had just signed with the Brooklyn Nets, and um, we go to Noble, which isn't too far from where we're recording this show right now. <clears throat> and we start talking basketball just like regular dudes do at a barbershop or dinner over a drink. The scene is myself, it's Kevin, it's his lovely wife, and his agent, Jill. Kevin gets so hyped and so animated and so passionate about the game. He literally gets, first of all, he's wearing a suit, wearing Noble, in Tribeca. He gets up from the dinner table, gets in a full-on defensive stance, slaps the ground, and he's showing me how he was playing defense in practice earlier. 
in the middle of Noble. Mind you, KG's <laughs> eight feet, 19 inches. And he's yelling like, let's do this, boy. And I'm like, can't wear Noble. Like, I can't be doing this. And I look at his wife, and his wife's like, no, like, this is what he, like. She's completely used to this that. This is what he does. It's Tuesday. This is what he does. That's crazy. And my point of bringing that story up is like, love him or hate him, what you saw on the court wasn't any, like, fake t- That's how he That's all the time. Like, That's that all the him. time. He was always passionate, always super locked into the game. And then the second thing I'll say is, I think that makes it official, at least in my book, having spent 20 seconds hearing this news, is this probably becomes the most legendary Hall of Fame class when you look at Kobe, Tim Duncan, and KG going in together now, first ballot. I can't yeah. think of a better class. No, I mean, the, 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 the five guys who were really mm-hmm. our connectors to the old school were those three, Dirk and Pierce, going all the way mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. the last half of the 90s. Yep. And uh, for those three to, to think about those three going in together is, is unreal. And, unreal. And, you know, I got, I got very lucky. I got to go sit courtside at a Celtics practice um, in 2011. It was supposed to be a 40-minute walkthrough. It was a Monday between a Sunday night game and a Tuesday game. It was actually the day after Shaq got, tore his Achilles and never played again. Supposed to be a forty-minute walkthrough, and they went an hour and forty minutes because Garnett wanted to and set the tone. And to see that close up, and his craft and his leadership and emotion was incredible in a practice setting. Remind me to tell you guys uh, a KG story off the air. Uh, <laughs> his rookie year, it's 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 KG. <laughs> I can tell you off the air. I was at the KG Mellow game with the guard. Yeah, so, section uh, one thirteen yeah. will never be the same. After I left <laughs> That's there. crazy. Um, all right, man. Take us home, Vic. Um, yeah, man. Again, in closing, shout out to KG on an illustrious career. Yes. Thank you for allowing us to be spectators for all these years and all the great things that you do. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you around, man. But you think he's gonna come? You think he's gonna grab a microphone and be in a suit somehow, some way? I have heard he already has offers. Really? I'm sure. I'm sure he's already out here. The network you think he has offers from? That's what's up. So I'm. Ex- Can I'm ex- we get him? I mean, there's not enough room for me, Vic. You have two superstars already. Uh, let me just, uh, producer, let me just end this show because it's there's already been enough. He's wearing a watch two that's. Famers, three, it just gets weird. I'm just trying to figure out where he got the watch from. <laughs> I'm still there. I'm still on the watch. So, as we know, thank you guys for listening to the Victor Cruz Show. Tune in each and every week. Um, it's been a it's been a tremendous honor just to be here talking to you guys, man. Hope you guys are enjoying this, having some fun, kicking it with us. And uh, Pete, I guess just say goodbye so we can. Thank you guys for tuning in to hear me every week. Uh, Vix and added bonus. Um, I'll meet you guys Sunday, yelling at the TV like we all do every Sunday, and uh, we'll be back next week. Man. Thank God, producer, he's gonna edit this. <laughs> Thank God. Thanks, guys. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.